A reading from Ephesians. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? For he who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity to the measure of the full statue of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. The word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You bought a toaster instead of a video game. You put the kids to bed and you settle in for a fun night of balancing the checkbook. You chose to eat your vegetables. If you've done any of these things, you were what is called hashtag adulting. (laughs) What else might you add to the list? Things that show that you are an adult, that you are maturing. You might add choosing to read your Bible instead of turning on the television. Coming to worship when you could be sleeping in. Volunteering at Shared Bounty on a Saturday. Not just saying that you'll pray for a friend but offering to pray with them right then. To choose such activities is a sign of maturity. Maturity is God's desire for your life. It is so important, in fact, that St. Paul says that Jesus has a plan on how he's going to mature you. That plan He sent me. (laughs) 
Well, not just me. (laughs) He instituted the office of preaching. We hear about it in our text from Ephesians this morning. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity, to the full to the measure of the full stature of Christ. St. Paul says that Christ Jesus established the office of preaching, the office of ministry, in order that the saints would be equipped for the work of ministry. The saints, that's you all. That's us. The ones made holy by the blood of Christ, by our baptism into his death and resurrection. The idea is that when you hear the word of God, the gospel proclaimed, the Holy Spirit comes and and creates in you faith such that you believe in Jesus, believe that the gospel is true for you personally as well as for the world, such that you act in faith And follow him as he leads you in the work of ministry. And St. Paul says that the goal of that work of ministry is the building up of the body of Christ. That's us, the church. Unity of faith. Knowledge of the Son of God. In short, he says, maturity. Maturing into the likeness of Christ himself. This may come as a challenging word to the spiritual equivalent of Toys R Us Kids or Peter Pan and the Lost Boys of Neverland. St. Paul says it's time to grow up. As you well know, maturity is not equivalent to chronological age. There are adults that show themselves to be quite capable of immaturity and children who are mature beyond their years. If you were to make a list of the marks of maturity, what might you include? Self-denial? Delayed gratification. Being able to keep yourself from speaking what you're thinking. (laughs) Speaking up when it would be easier or safer to stay silent. Attending to the needs of others before attending to your own needs. If we were to make a list of the marks of immaturity, we could simply say, well, not doing any of the above, right? (laughs) We could also look to what St. Paul writes. And this is a bit surprising. He zeroes in on one particularly destructive sign of immaturity, spiritually speaking. He says, we must no longer be children 
tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness in deceitful scheming. St. Paul tells us that life, unmoored from God's word, is like a boat without a motor or a sail or a rudder to guide it. It's like a plastic grocery bag being blown about by the wind, tossed to and fro until it snags on a tree branch. St. Paul says that is no mature way to live. It is a sign of immaturity to believe everything that you read or hear or otherwise consume to be true. I read it on the internet. It must be true. Well, they said it last night on the news. They must be trustworthy. We would seek to raise our children to be more discerning in their media consumption, to be savvy in discerning the messages that are conveyed by the music that they would listen to, the movies that they would watch, the books that they would read. And yet, as adults, how much of the media that you take in do you do so unquestioningly? A sign of maturity is to test what you read, hear, and otherwise consume against truth. Specifically, the truth revealed to us in God's word. The Jews in Berea were commended by St. Luke, the author of the book of Acts, as being more noble than the others of their day. For when St. Paul came preaching the gospel to them in their synagogue, they tested everything that they heard. They didn't just hear it and say, oh, okay, or say, no, that's not right. They tested it. They took it to their holy scriptures every day. And they said, what did he say about this? What did the scriptures say? St. Luke says that they were more noble than the rest and that testing what they heard from St. Paul led them to faith, to belief in Christ Jesus and his resurrection from the dead. The Bereans displayed spiritual maturity. It is a mark of immaturity to continually be swayed by the latest thing that you have read or heard or otherwise consumed. Such a one goes, uh, undergoes a transformation with every passing fad, reinventing themselves to align with his or her latest convictions. And this is nothing new, of course. St. Paul upbraids the Galatians for deserting the gospel of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone, and embracing another gospel. He says if there could be another gospel, a different one. That different gospel, so to speak, was proclaimed by those who came after St. Paul, who said, oh, he must have forgot to add this. 
and they bought it hook, line, and sinker. He writes to them, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You were running well. Who prevented you from obeying the truth? The church in Galatia displayed spiritual immaturity. A sign of maturity is to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. Stalwartly refusing to be blown off course every time we hear some new teaching. Too often we shrink back when we should stand up. We shut down instead of speaking up. Courage is a mark of maturity. Contending for the one true faith is vitally important. Indeed, St. Paul contrasts the immaturity of being tossed to and fro, being blown about by every wind of doctrine, with this. He writes, But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Speaking the truth, contending for the faith, is vitally important. And St. Paul tells us how we are to do this. How we are to speak the truth. In love. Too often, when we do hear people speak the truth, it is without even a basic kindness. Without love, without a genuine concern for those with whom they are speaking. It is worth noting that Jesus did not say, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you give the perfect defense of the gospel to your unbelieving neighbor. He did not say, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have a really witty comeback on Facebook. Jesus said, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Showing love without the anchor of the truth will find you like that boat without the rudder or the sail or like that plastic bag being tossed to and fro. Speaking the truth without love will gain you nothing and will have you sounding like a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. Nobody wants to listen to that. Maturity is balancing both truth and love. Maturity is to live as Jesus lives, as he shows us. In the Gospels, we see Jesus speaking the truth and showing love simultaneously. And people took offense at both actions. He speaks the hard-to-hear truth that we must believe in him and give up on our self-improvement projects. He speaks an exclusive word that he is the only way to the Father. He shows us love and that he gives himself to us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He gives us access to fellowship with the Father.
He shows us love and that he gives himself freely for us, the bread of life for a hungry world. That whoever comes to him may never be hungry, whoever believes in him may never be thirsty. In truth and love, he feeds us with himself, his very own body and blood, that we would be strengthened to grow in holiness. That is, that we would be as he is and dwell with him for all eternity. This is what spiritual maturity looks like. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that is where we, the saints, the body of Christ, that is where we are headed. That is the goal. That is our destination. To be as he is. To be holy as he is holy. To be perfect as he is perfect. To walk in the light as he himself is in the light. To be pure as he is pure. To love as he has loved us. We cannot get there on our own. But he who is the way, the truth, and the life has given himself for us, has given us fellowship with the Father right here and now, and that promise that we will reach that place where he is, that he will come again to gather us unto himself, that where he is, there we will be also. Our lives right now do not individually or even collectively reflect that kind of maturity. However, with St. Paul, I say this. I am confident that the one who began a good work in you will bring it to completion by the day of Christ Jesus. And the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. In the name of Jesus, amen.